Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back to Collector's Closet, presented by the Ohio Lottery. Let's discuss my newest prize possession, this new $10 scratch-off, the $500,000 Platinum Jackpot. The best method I've found so far to help it hold its value is to vacuum seal it. This thing cannot get scratched. What's that? Sorry, my producer's telling me the only way it could be worth up to 500 grand is if I do scratch it? Okay, well, in that case, definitely don't overprotect your $500,000 Platinum Jackpot scratch-offs. Play them. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Oh. Oh, how are you? Well, I'm eating. How are you? All right, no worries. Um, yeah, good. Very good. Just uh, just been for a food shop. Not very interesting, but I'm back now. What's your boy? Pizzas? Mm, uh, no, well, yeah, there's, there's two pizzas in the food shop. Uh, some onion rings, chips, chicken nuggets, tenders, that kind of stuff. Oven foods. Well, well actually, air fryers. Nice. Foods, onion yeah. rings. Yeah, I, oh god, it's really it's a guilty pleasure of mine that I yeah, love. Yeah, yeah. Why aren't you fat? Uh, to be fair, out of the seven days a week that we have, I'm playing football for five. What? What's sorry? What's going on here? What's up? Oh, the alarm's going off for this podcast. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, of the seven days a week, I'm playing football five days a week. I play football tonight. Not not Tuesday, then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Sunday, yeah, so. the golden child's about to come in. Oh god, I think I'm nervous about this one. I, I really am. Wow. Hello. Hey guys, you alright? Yeah, good. How are you? I'm all good, thanks. All good. I tell you what, this is a an honour for me too. Is it? <laughs> not yeah. not quite as much, but. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on the pod. No problem. No problem at all. How are you? How's it going? Everything's good, yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, really settled in here. Um, where are you? You're in Exeter. I'm in Exeter. Honestly, I couldn't tell you whereabouts in Exeter, but I'm in a clubhouse. <laughs> I'm in a clubhouse uh, with kegs as well. Um, so, yeah, really enjoying it and, and totally settled in, yeah. Okay, uh, I've got. There's an elephant in the elephant in the room. You know, I call you the golden child. I've heard. Okay, <laughs> we got that out of the way. <laughs> I'm right. I'm not going to beat around the bush. When you came on against Forest Green Rovers, what did I say, John? You said that's the best player I've ever seen play for Exeter City. Were your exact words? What'd you make of that? <laughs> No, I don't know what. I, thank you. I, obviously, I know there's been there's been uh, quite a few top players that have played here. So yeah, it's <laughs> not bad, is it? It's a compliment. It's a compliment. Yeah. Oh, that was a pretty good debut, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good day um, and a good good start, really. It's not many players that come in and and come on for twenty minutes or so and get a little compilation life. made about them. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, catch David professional eye. I know, I don't, I don't know. It was just everything seemed to to click in that game, and I think, yeah, it helped that we was obviously we, we was losing at the time, and I was coming on to to try and get us back in the game and stuff. But yeah, it, it wasn't bad. Just oh, for a day it's great, you were pinging forty yard balls and a little bit <laughs> tricky with with your feet. I was bloody loving it where I was. So was I. <laughs> What's it feel like to be brilliant at football? Um, I wouldn't say I'm brilliant. Oh yeah. no! Come on, okay. come on! You're better okay. than, than the rest of the world, or most of the rest of the world. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking when I play. So I played for school. Like John, you must play for your school. Like a certain level. 
what's it like to be like just up there? Um, because obviously, yeah, you've done what like school level and stuff like that, and playing when you were younger and stuff. And I kind of it feels weird to say, but I always was like the best player by. Were you? Uh, by a lot, yeah. I say it sounds it sounds horrible to say. No, it doesn't. I love I it. Just felt like I just felt like I was the best player most of my age groups and stuff. And I um, played up age groups and stuff when I was younger and stuff, which obviously helped with the physical side and and stuff like that. Um, but when you're that so, good yeah, in think... the like school teams, you look at everyone else and just go, "God, you're dog shit." Why can't you just do what I do? <laughs> Nah, I, I had a decent school team. My school team was quite good. It it did quite well. So um, it wasn't just me on my team, but um, yeah, I just I had a decent school team. So I I didn't really think that. Were those school levels like really easy for you? Did you think like, oh, this is not a challenge, or or were they still competitive games for you? Nah, it was just a it was just a play around after after school. Oh my sometimes. god, it's just a play around. Obviously, yeah, I was at a stage where I was at Newcastle but I was obviously going to school in Carlisle and stuff and I had to travel and stuff so some days I'd leave school at 12ish or something and travel to Newcastle and train when I sh- should have been at school and stuff and I'd do my education there so I'd have to miss school games and stuff and I like really enjoyed playing in them because they were just like our school team used to beat everyone to be fair so it was just a bit of fun so Obviously, to go and have to travel and then train, it was a bit of a nightmare. Um, when I played in my school team, we had a player, one of my best mate called Scott. He was at Southampton at the time. And all the girls used to come and go, oh, look at Scott. Did you get all that? Nah, I, I don't get girls. That was that was the, um, <laughs> that was the rest of the team. Yeah. <laughs> 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 were Newcastle okay with you playing in, in the school team or, or were they sort of a bit hesitant to let you play? Because I know that a lot of academy players now can't really play for their school team. Yeah, it was a bit like that in certain certain days. They just said like it was more of a case of just being careful, you know what I mean? No, what if I've had training on Tuesday with Newcastle in a game? With school on the Wednesday, just just take care of yourself because you've got training with Newcastle again tomorrow and stuff. So make sure that you're not taking the mick a bit <laughs> and dribbling past everyone and tr- trying to get injured yourself. So yeah, I was just I can't imagine what it's like to just dribble by people. It must be amazing. <laughs> it's, it's not bad. <laughs> so when did you start? Picking a ball around, and when did you start loving the game? Can you remember? Um, I think just from when I could really. Yeah. Four or five, I was playing as much as I could, and I think I was six or seven when I played for under nines, just like a local boys team. So even then, even then, you had obviously you had a little gift. Yeah, I think so. My dad and my granddad used to say it and stuff, and I think they kind of knew. Um, but obviously, you don't know then. It was just about like playing and, and enjoying it, and it was just like I played it because I loved doing it and stuff. And I used to like... I remember one tournament, I wasn't allowed to play in an under-nine tournament because I was, I was too young to play in it and stuff. And it was just like... I remember being like gutted at the time I was just like crying on the way home I think I got to the tournament and wasn't allowed to play and just was crying all the way home and stuff so yeah just started from when I can remember and it was just because I, I loved I loved doing it really do you still love it now as much as you did when you were younger do you still like, every time you play is it still the same feeling yeah yeah it is no matter where you play I think you get like that I think from the biggest games I've played in, like Portsmouth away in front of 20,000, I'd probably feel that same. As weird as it sounds, I feel the same as when I'm playing on a school pitch um, in year 11 kind of thing. Um, I don't get more nervous for certain games, like when I played for England and stuff. What? You played for England? Um, Did you? I played, yeah, yeah, 18, 18, I think. Yeah, 
but I felt exactly the same in playing for my school and playing for England. Really, it's that like excitement but nerves at the same time because I don't know. It's just like a it's hard to explain, but I don't feel more nervous in in bigger games. Really, no. Yeah. Blimey. No. In England, that's that's a that's a huge. Is, was that was it a big honor? Like, do you remember your family being there and all that kind of stuff? That must have been a, a proud day. Yeah. Well, um, I think the first time I found out about it was I was on standby for a squad, and obviously I was hoping someone had, had drop out or something, and I could go to that one. But I was doing really well at Newcastle in my first year of my scholar, and I knew if I just kept it up that I'd. I'd get the chance and stuff, and then the next kind of camp, uh, I was in the I was in the squad, and it was in Spain. We had three games in Spain, so my my dad and my granddad flew out to Spain and obviously watched the three games I, I played in. And so yeah, that was one of the that proudest moments uh, for me um, so far, really. So when did Newcastle sort of come knocking? How old were you? Uh, 13 I was yeah I don't know what that year was in school but obviously it affected school quite a bit Um, but I think it was halfway through under 13s at Carlisle obviously I was at Carlisle United Academy Um, and yeah I had a it wasn't a long trial a three week trial or something and what do you do in a trial what do you do well just go and train like normal. Um, I had you got people with clipboards just walking around you, just making notes. And... I think it's just like people are watching you, but I didn't really take notice of it. It was just about it, kind of was like that's that's my chance. I have to I have to take it, or I'm, I'm gonna be uh at Carlisle for, for like yeah, alongside no one, really, no so. one wants that, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um I had one game against Blackburn and then we had like a national tournament against I think Ajax and Chelsea and Southampton were in our group and stuff and it was like the hardest I think Chelsea won the tournament. So it was like the three hardest the best teams in the tournament and that was like oh, but I did quite well in the tournament did obviously. You? Yeah. Um I remember waiting for like another four or five months for the season to finish and it was uh, a bit weird I remember being on holiday with my family and I still didn't know that summer if I was going to sign or not and there was a bit of like problems with Carlisle and Newcastle like money wise and stuff like that um, and I think I found out on, on holiday that it, it was all done and I, I was buzzing oh up. I my being... god so Newcastle paid a fee for you at 13, 14 years old yeah I don't know how much it was but they paid some yeah. sort of comp- compensation or something. I think I was 13 or 14 then. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so where, what are you doing when you're with Newcastle? What are you doing? How often are you spending? How many days are you spending there a week training? And where, No, when you were that age, when you were at school. Oh, I'd um, train Monday nights and then I'd leave school early on Tuesday. We'd have like an hour space when we get there for education, what we'd missed at school at home. And then we'd train in the afternoon about three o'clock and then we'd train again at the night time. Um, and then we'd do that Tuesday, Thursday. So I'd go out of school Tuesday, Thursday. And then we'd sometimes train Saturday and play Sunday. Yeah. So you've obviously played on, in the new, on the Newcastle pitch in front of a crowd. Yeah. I've, obviously there's 23s games and stuff like that. I've, that quite a lot of people come to and especially in the derbies and stuff we try and get like the Sunderland Newcastle game at St James's um every year and that's always a good a good turnout and stuff so yeah they're they're good games to play in at, at that level yeah amazing I still when I meet people like you people who can do things that I I can't imagine doing I want to climb inside their head and go how do you do that <laughs> <laughs> and it annoys me. <laughs> How do you do that? Well, Joe, when you go out to play in games like that, are you, are you like, is your whole body the same as you go out to training, or is it like, diff- is are you like, is I just can't get my head around, you know, going to training and then playing in front of like forty five thousand, or obviously, you know, that that amount must be crazy. Nah, yeah, it's just, it's just like I train really. Um, I think there's there's loads of talk about 
how people like prepare mentally and stuff for games and stuff like that. But I think it just kind of backfires like the total opposite on me. And I think to go out to train and how like relaxed I'd be in training and that just helps me with the type of player I am. Um, I'd rather be relaxed and I'd rather not think about things too much. And I think when I do overthink um, and th- like maybe coming into a big game, I'd maybe sometimes overthink maybe a few years ago and that would kind of backfire on me and I wouldn't play as well as I would in training and when I'm relaxed and stuff. So I think that my approach to games now is just take it like another game um, and just play like you train really. Yeah. What's it like? What's it been like coming down to Exeter? Is it a bit of a shock being so far away from home or? Yeah, a bit. I think it's better down here though. First month, month or something, it went, it went, it flew by yeah. and I didn't really think about getting home and stuff. And then like, obviously now I'm trying to, trying to get back home and stuff, but I've, I've really enjoyed it. The place is, is actually really nice and stuff. The weather's, the weather's warmer and stuff like that. So yeah, it, it's been good so far. <laughs> you sort of got to get your head around it because you're going to actually spend quite a few years down here with us. So <laughs> I know it. I know it inside out. I know it inside out. <laughs> was there anything in particular that made you want to come down here, or was it just the first one that came in? Or nah, obviously the manager was at the Newcastle with me, um, and I had a good relationship with him. Uh, he was only there a couple of months and stuff, but in the time, what was Gary doing spending... there at the time? What was his What was his role? Um, our twenty threes manager had left for MK Dons or something. So Gary came in as interim manager, but he was never going to stay permanently. Um, so yeah, he came in in that role for a few months and stuff. So yeah, that's when I kind of gathered um, a good relationship up with him. Um, and that was the biggest reason why I came here and stuff. I, I trusted him from Newcastle and um, knew it would be a good place to come. Yeah. Had you Had you done any sort of, did you know about any of the players that we'd produced and like how we give young players opportunities and things like that? Was that was that a factor at all, or like you said, just a manager? Yeah, I think obviously I remember. I can't remember when it was, but I remember a playoff playoff semis between Exeter and Carlisle and stuff. And I think it was three three in one game and, and like a crazy score in the next. Um, but I think Exeter went through to the final. Um, and I remember then they had loads of youngsters on the pitch and it's kind of been given that reputation of giving youngsters a chance and there's obviously players that have done very well from, from here and stuff. Um, and then obviously I kind of knew Stano as well from England. Oh, did you? Played, yeah, that, that England camp Stano was there. So I knew him and I've kept in touch with him since. Um, so obviously that that's another big help when you come to new clubs when you when you know players as well so yeah are there any who you who are the players that you've kind of got on with the most since you've come and who do you think's a dickhead <laughs> <laughs> nah obviously Stano I, I knew so I'm probably closest closest with him in the team um, but apart from that I've I think Josh Key um, got got on with him quite well. Um, played, played golf um, a few times with him and Alex and Stano. Um, but yeah, what I've found it's like a really kind of tight knit club as well as as well as a group really as as players. So I think obviously it helps being in that new building and stuff, and everyone's kind of upbeat about what's going on at the club and stuff. But all the players get on with each other and. And I've just kind of mixed in with that since I've been here. So what happens at Exeter? Do you train every day? Do you like train every morning? Is that how it works? Yeah, we've been off Sunday, Monday because of the win, obviously, on Saturday. Um, So, yeah, I've been to the gym this morning, just did like recovery from home and stuff uh, on the bike. But obviously, when we're off Sunday, Monday, we'll be... We'll be in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like a four-day lead-in to, to Cheltenham. And is it always Saturday. sort of focused on that next game? How are you going to play that that next team? Is that what it is? Yeah, I think 
when when weeks are like this and when you're off Sunday, Monday after like wins and stuff, um, Tuesday and Wednesday are kind of like the work days and, and the harder days when you've got gym and, and strength, stuff like that. And then Thursday, Friday, like more tactical and and towards the game based and where we do game reviews and and we look at the opposition for the next game and stuff. So Thursday, Friday, are more tactical and how we can we can we can try and win the next game really. Yeah. Do you enjoy those analysis breakdowns of other teams, or do you just think oh, I'd, lo- I'd love that because you're in the warm? I'd love that. <laughs> nah. I don't like it because it's in the warm, but I, I don't know. Um, I quite like it because, yeah, I quite like analysing who you're coming up against, not just like as a team, but if you if you know where you're playing on, on Saturdays, you know kind of who's in that position and who you'll be up against personally, individually. So I kind of, even after the meetings, I kind of look at who I'm playing against, who's most likely to play against me um, in a personal battle. And then see what his kind of weaknesses are and, and how I can get the better of him on, on that day. Do your eyes light up sometimes? Do you think, oh, yeah, I'll have him. I'll have him every single time. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's certain types of players which I prefer to play against and stuff. And obviously, <laughs> you get onto the pitch and you're like, yeah, I, fa- I fancy it today more than more than others. But obviously, you've got to back yourself, don't you? So I was, when you were saying, oh, you said something earlier about yeah, when you went for the trials, you're just like, oh, it's my opportunity and just getting on with it. I just think footballers are built differently because I would have been panicking at that trial going, oh, if I do one thing wrong, they're not going to... So every Saturday, you have to get come out on that pitch with well, an extra five, six, seven thousand 7,000 people watching you, possibly shouting out their opinions. I don't know how you deal with it. I think my family have kind of brought me up like, my dad's so adamant that like just don't look at any any of that stuff. He's so like that's kind of his job to give me this as much stick as he wants. He's the first he's the first one to tell me that I've done something wrong, even if I play as well as I as I can really. So I think just to like loads of players will tell you this, but like keep have a, a small kind of circle and a, a bubble and, and keep that really um, just not focus about anything anything else um, Can you can you actually hear it in the crowd though? Are you just too focused on the game? Do you ever actually go fucking hell they're going on a bit over there? I think for me like when you have a I don't know when the momentum's with the other side and someone has a, a bad pass or a bad touch or something that kind of stands out, but when we're doing well, it sounds weird that everywhere I've played, if the opposition are doing well, I, I don't, I don't hear that because you're so focused on keeping that momentum and stuff. It's more like when you make a mistake, it's like you hear that. That's kind of it's got a big microphone on the stadium, and you hear that more, um, which isn't the best. But obviously, you've, you've got to you've got to get on with it. It's part of part of the game, really. Hello everyone, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast, then you might want to get on my Patreon. You get early access to ad-free episodes and there'll be videos and behind-the-scenes pics and it's basically a place where we can all hang out together. It's a bloody friendly community, if you ask me. So, uh, yeah, if you fancy it, just go to patreon.com forward slash David L. And also, Patreon is an app that you can download onto your phone. All for the price of a coffee. Like a posh coffee. Once a month, you pay a few quid, and then you get to be an MNFC supporter. Mind your football club supporter, that's what that stands for. That's your thing. So sign up at patreon.com forward slash David L, and the link is in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. Right, back back to the pod. How, how have you found playing it? Down in Exeter, like at the ground, do you like the pitch? Do you like the, the atmosphere? Because it, it's you know that big bank can make some noise at times. No, nah, the big bank, yeah, especially even before the game and stuff. Um, like when you're warming up, it, it fills quickly. Um, like 20, 25 minutes before kickoff, it's it's basically full, and you can hear it. And obviously, when you come out, it's it's loud as well. And throughout the game, but um, I think all the players say say the same about the pitch. It's the best I've played on 
Really? Uh, in 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 this league, especially, yeah. Um, well, so far, and everyone sees how good the pitch is, and obviously, I think, like I said, if I was to choose any pitch to play on, like I have in League One so far, it'd be it'd be at home, definitely. Might as well stay here. I don't see the point of if you like the ground, you like the team. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Can we please have a knockabout together? And if you see anything in my ability that looks half decent, can you tell me? That's just a yeah. We can have we can have a kick about if you want. We can have a kick about. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> how 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 much of a relationship have you got with like Eddie Howe and like the first team? Do you do you sort of hang around with them much, or is they in another? In a world, no, nah, yeah, I'm, I'm with them most days when I'm when I'm uh, at Newcastle and stuff. And obviously, I think when I signed my most recent contract, um, I think Eddie, the, the, the manager there at Newcastle, is like probably the biggest reason why I signed and stuff. There was quite a lot of like speculation of me maybe leaving. I was out of contract in like maybe this time last year, January last year. Um, and that's when the manager would, like, was just new and stuff. And I went up there full time to train um, and he was like so good with me and had like, many conversations about like, the contract contract stuff and like, what how he, how he rates me as a player and stuff. And, and yeah, I think I've got a really good relationship with him. I was, Often texted me last year on loan when I was there. Um, Where were you, sorry? I was at Hartlepool last year in League Two. Um, and then obviously been in touch with me um, in my time here as well. So, yeah, I'd say I've got a good relationship with the staff uh, at the first team back at home, um, which is obviously a good thing. So it's just up, for, up to me to impress and, and try and keep the, keep me in their minds. Is there any sort of of the, of the top dog Newcastle players that you're like you'd say you, you're good friends with? Like, is there anyone who you'd proudly say you know? Or oh, I'm friends with sort of like I don't know, can't think of any, but Joel Linton, for example. Um, it's a very weird one because he can't speak much English, but Miggy Almond, like, um, one time in training, sometime last year or something, we was staying back and obviously we was doing a, sh- a shooting drill and. Obviously, me and Miggy both like left footed and stuff, so we was working on the same thing, cutting cutting inside on our right foot and left foot. Um, and he's just he couldn't speak much English back then, and he's just he's called he's been calling me Mares for like the next sessions because I <laughs> I remember whipping like three three in a row top bins and Mares uh, Miggy's just been calling me Mares and like every time I go up there like when I first see him he just like. Shouts at me, Maris, Maris. So yeah, I'd, I'd say out of anyone, Miggy Almond. Who who's the player in the first team who's just just unbelievable to watch? Is there anyone you just go, wow? Uh, a few, really. Like who? I'd say Trip Trips, Trippy. Really? Yeah. yeah. God. Just not like. It's just like. Every little thing, every little touch is just perfect, and like, even the things you don't you don't really see on TV and stuff. And you, there's like a man pressing him, and the ball's coming to him in the air and stuff. His touch is is perfect. His technique and delivery is perfect all the time. Um, and obviously the career he's had and played in Champions League finals and World Cups and Euros and stuff, Euros finals. That when I remember when he first came and stuff, and you were a bit like Jesus, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's probably the one I'd say that every day you're like something, something happens where you're like, yeah, well, oh, that's amazing. I love hearing that. I love hearing that. Yeah, that is so cool. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He he. From what like obviously we don't get to see what you see, but from what I get to watch of the Premier League, he's incredible. I saw his assist yesterday. Mm-hmm. His, his delivery is just incredible. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of his his main strengths. His delivery, you've seen like the free kicks he scored, especially uh, since he's been at Newcastle and stuff. And he's been kind of one of the biggest parts in turning the the club around in in recent years, really. So yeah, 
he is definitely one I, I look up to in, in training and stuff. Right. This is a really dumb question. Like he's right back, isn't he, Kieran Trippier? Yeah. So I've been looking at uh, Luke Shaw watching Man United a lot. Mm-hmm. And he's been unbelievable the last few months. Like everything he's doing, apart from against Liverpool, he made a mistake, but everything he does is just so classy. So I look at Luke Shaw, and then you say about Trippier, I go, well, how good have you got to be to play attacking midfielder or striker? Like, why why is he just right back if he's... (laughs) Isn't that a shit position? (laughs) (laughs) But why why is he not showing his stuff up the top of the field? I know what you mean. I think if you put if you put trips centre mid, I think he he could do it. He could do it definitely. Yeah. Is it to do with no? You got to be pacey. You got to be marking wingers. Why? Why is he in the back? What? I don't know. I'll ask him. Okay. <laughs> you good? <laughs> oh. Trent Trent's another example of that, though, isn't he? It's oh, sort of yeah. like really technically gifted right backs. Yeah. You could probably play anywhere. Yeah, right. definitely, yeah. Right, I've got to ask about, is it Sam Maximin? Yeah. Yeah. Right, what's, what, like, he just looks so fast and strong and tricky. <laughs> I mean, is he on the pitch? Is he just, yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah, he's yeah. scary. Like, he was one of the guys when I was, like, 16, 17 and training with him. And you come up against players like that, and you're like, oh. sometimes you'd walk off, and you're like, I've got, I've got no chance, you know. <laughs> and like, G- like Jesus, I'm, I'm so far away, like from this. It makes you feel like you're so far away. But and what are you far away from? Is it just like the physical? But is it touch, skill, speed? Yeah, what... just like physically, he was just so explosive and. In one v ones, I don't. No one has any chance against him. One v one, I don't think. Um, so yeah, especially at that age when you're like 16, you're like still like a kid. You're like, I've got so so much to go. Um, so yeah, as like the more you train with them, and the more you like do do better in training and stuff, and the more you kind of like feel closer and closer to getting to that level which obviously players like that help you um yeah and 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 improve you and and get you better um because obviously you're learning from different players and different top players every day so have you actually appeared for the uh first team yet have you played not competitively no i made my debut in pre-season last year or the year before yeah and then played a few games in pre-season. Um, and then the same this year. Um, obviously went to Saudi Arabia with them in December. Uh, played in that game and stuff. But I'm still um, hopefully waiting to make my competitive debut. You'll get there, son. I've seen a lot of footballers in my time. You'll get there, son. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> How beneficial has it been for you, Joe, to go out on loan to like Hartlepool and us? Do you think it, it it's really worthwhile? Yeah, it's you can't like re- replicate it at, at club level um, at Newcastle like twenty threes and stuff. You can't. Um, I think you get to a stage where you've, you've done all you can training with the first team and you're playing, dropping down to play twenty threes, but still training with them. But after a certain period of that, you need to go and play on on loan, whether it's starting or or coming on. It's just mm-hmm. about that getting out of your comfort zone and doing what I've done um, last year at Hartlepool and obviously now here. Um, yeah, it can't be replicated, like I said. It's it's totally different and, yeah, it's invaluable like, what men's football can do to you and yeah. um, it improves you so much as a player and a person as well. And then I think it's just about after every experience on loan, you just go back to Newcastle a better player and hopefully the, the staff see that as well. Yeah. What What is the difference? Can you somehow explain the differences between playing with the first team and then coming down to League One? Um, I'd say the Premier League physically is yeah. just that a, a next different level and stuff and mm. 
there's players like in our team what I'd say like like technically and like even psychologically like intelligence wise they're like at a top level and stuff and they could they could fit into training right. sessions with the Premier League Premier League players and yeah um, in like little possessions and stuff say but I think what I've found in League One and Two the the physical levels and the running the running stuff and how powerful people are in the Premier League um, that's probably the main difference um, right. even though you kind of the stereotype is you're dropping down to to grow up and turn into a man and get used to that physical side um, it's totally different because you just get knocked like kind of more knocking about and you try to get players in League One and Two that kind of try and bully the the loanees or the youngsters. Um, oh, and really? Is that what happens? Well, that's up to up to you yeah. to, to stand yeah. stand up to that, and yeah. obviously that's when you you earn the respect of your teammates and in opposition as well. Yeah, that kind of leads nicely onto what I was going to ask next, which is who are the players that have like really stood out from our first team to you? Who yeah, you like wow, they could they could play at top level. Um, there is a few jo- Josh Key. Um, is very good. Um, Archie, as well. I found obviously, like obviously when I've the time I've played with him in the middle and stuff here. Um, <laughs> someone I I really like like playing with because thinks similar to me and likes playing forward and stuff like that and combines well and stuff. He's he's a clever player. Um, so yeah, I think them two stand out. Um, obviously Kev McDonald, obviously. Is had his his career and played at like, top level, uh, but he's another one I enjoy playing with, and obviously in training and stuff. When you in mini games and stuff, you want you want him on your team, not because of just to, his ability and stuff and how we can work with you, but his experience and stuff, and that like kind of rubs off into onto the team um, yeah. on Saturdays and stuff, and yeah. How you can you can pick up results even if you you're not playing well or anything like that. I still think we're going to get promoted. Do you this think? I mean, yeah, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. I, I do I'm, as well. Yeah, good. John's <laughs> like, oh no, we won't. Yes, we will. We got to win the next twelve, and we'll be in the playoff spots. Yeah, easy. But at some point, we're going to absolutely batter aside. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> We are. We've got too much quality. So um, I'm sort of hoping the next 12 games. Basically, can you get us promoted? Because I'm bored of League One. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that the players have kind of said that we're just, we're playing, we're playing well and we're training really well and we've kind Mm. of got a good squad together. And uh, some of the things we do in, in training and even in games, it's like, we could be, we could be like a top top side in this league and stuff. And one game, we could just beat someone four nil, five nil. And well, I put a tenner on us winning four nil on Saturday. Did you? Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that um, was annoying. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Do the players genuinely like? I think I guess as professionals, you always think that way. But do you genuinely think you still got a chance this season? Um, it's just. No one really speaks about it. I don't think if he was top of the league, we wouldn't speak about it either. Yeah. Um, we just go into Saturday and take it game by game, what everyone says really, but that's actually like what everyone everyone does and and that's how uh, I do it and how everyone uh, at the club at the minute does it really. Do you know, if I was managing you, I'd say, do it in 10 minutes, son. 10 minutes. Win that 10 minutes and then win the next 10 minutes and you'll go, blimey, he knows his stuff, this boat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what? how does it work over the next season or two? How long does your contract last for with Newcastle? Uh, I am up in 2025, so two years after the season, kind of. Right. Um, you, can't, you don't know what's going to happen next week, never mind. In, no. In Is two there years, sort of like a... A brief progression, sort of like plan though, where what the what the ideals would look like, or or anything like that. Yeah, I think that was one of the things I spoke about with the manager and stuff when I signed my contract and wanted a clear plan and stuff. But yeah, he's kind of big on 
like the present and stuff and with my contract and and stuff it's you're rewarded for for doing well in the present and you just look at what you've got left of the season um what I can do here until I go back and then we'll reevaluate stuff then and yeah it's just about going season by season like game by game and and season by season really and just trying to to get better and better. Well, I've got some. Uh, I've got some questions from Exeter supporters. If you're up for answering a couple, okay, and, that's good. And and they're they're nice guys and girls. I but while I'm looking for, I want to say thank you for that. Honestly, that half hour of football when you came on, I remember. I think we were playing Forest Green. I remember the opposition just. They looked like they were. Who's this bloke? <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> Hang on. A minute. We were doing all right till he came on. <laughs> it was honestly such a good half hour of football. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I've never seen David so happy about a player ever. Oh, really? Talked about you non stop. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm going to write a song about you. Don't worry about that. I need one, actually. Yeah. You'll have one, son. Don't worry. Thank you. I'm not sure if you want one, to be honest. No, no, probably not. <laughs> uh, right. Someone's just said you fancy playing for Norwich. From a Norwich supporter. Um, <laughs> uh, what's it like being known as the golden child? <laughs> uh, who do you support? Who do you support? Um, that is from Christian. Other than I am. City, obviously. Hopefully this doesn't come back and yeah. haunt me, but I'm a Liverpool fan. Are you? Yeah. Mm. My, my dad, my granddad, my family are a Liverpool fan, so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a Liverpool fan. Yeah, have you have you played any Liverpool? Um, I don't ever word it. Well, your age that are playing at the moment or on the verge that you you think are decent. Um, Harvey Elliott played against him a few times. Oh really? Yeah. Um, Amazing. I can't I can't remember really. It's hard to. Yeah. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, they're at Liverpool or somewhere else I have but yeah Harvey Elliott is one of them that stands out He's he was good when I played against him yeah. yeah when you pull off a bit of skill this is in relation to me anyway blah 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 when this is for you though when you pull off a bit of skill do you worry that people will think you're showing off uh, yeah sometimes <laughs> yeah I remember when, when Anthony it, did that thing for Man United yes yeah, oh, I love it. Like, I love it. No, nah, I would never do that in a, a game, especially in League One, especially <laughs> in Forest Green. I'd get taken out of the stadium. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that not so much at first team level because I'm, I kind of know, but at, in that training and stuff, when, when you're playing with your mates at Newcastle, it's like because you're playing against your mates that you've known for some of them you've known for ages, you kind of want to like, take liberties with some of them and that's yeah. when some coaches have been like stop stop it sometimes you know um, I never thought about it. you've got to think if you've got to make decisions on the pitch sometimes where you go I better not do that step over because I look like a, I'm taking the piss a bit nah it's, it's not so much step overs I think like, that's that's just me like I am like a skillful player and I, I like doing that but obviously I've learned as I've grown older I'd maybe do a step over and like, get the ball off the keeper and do one and stuff but even if I've got away with it at that level coaches would be the first people to tell me that, that as you get older and when you play men's football you, you can't do that and stuff but I think in the final third it's just like there's no real limit on what you can and can't do really and it's just like up to you to go with how the, the situation is and just adapt from there really So when Anthony did that what was he thinking? Nah, I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know what he's thinking. He's it doesn't even go anywhere. That's good. No. I, I, I don't. I don't get it. It's, I don't. No. Know. I don't really at all. No. Right, Joe. Can I can, can I ask a minute football club favour? Now you don't have to do this, but when you score your first city goal, can you do a a little celebration on behalf of both of us? Well, I didn't see yeah, that coming, John. You'll have to, you'll have to make it because I'm not making it. What, yeah, what well, we we've already asked. <laughs> one, 
We asked Mamfi Sharp, who's one of the, the women's players, to do a celebration, but she yeah, did Yeah, but that was so, Moonwalk. He's not Moonwalking. You can do the that... Moonwalk. You can, but Joe, you've got a Moonwalk. In. <laughs> he didn't want to do the Moonwalk. Have you got a plan B or not? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't have a, I don't have any. I was hoping David might come up with something. He's the, he's the creative brains behind this. He might have something. But imagine, imagine seeing. Then, then text me, but I can't moonwalk. No. <laughs> it doesn't have to be good. It have to be good. I, I can't dance or anything. No, but the thing no. is, right, it'll be my first like professional goal. So when it does come. Yeah, you're not going to be thinking about us. Yeah, it'll be just like no. I will. I'll, I'll remember a celebration, but I can't be. I can't remember my first goal. To, I'll be like, fucking him. Moon he's doing the moonwalk. <laughs> he's doing right. the moonwalk. Okay, what about? Do you fancy yourself as a little bit of a cartwheeler? Can you whack out a cartwheel? You know what? I'll try a cartwheel. Like, yeah, any oh. any sort of don't don't have to be good. Oh, a little backflip. <laughs> <laughs> if there was a trampoline there, but nah, I'll try a cartwheel. Cartwheel. Oh, oh, right, thing is, if it comes. If it doesn't come off, they don't, yeah. League One doesn't like cartwheels. Yeah, it does. Yeah, does it? Yeah, it does. Trust me. I mean, I've seen Randall Williams do a backflip. I'm sure we can we can have a little cartwheel. Yeah, we'll have a cartwheel. There we go. Yes, that's me. I mean, I, I at some point you're gonna you're gonna have a fantastic game. Surely you're gonna hit some goals. Surely. I know that's the thing that's just like yeah. annoying me at the minute. I need to I need to score. Um, it's just like playing with me a little bit. Um, and in training and stuff, I, I can't really stop scoring and stuff. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. That was one of the like, <laughs> things, like, my left foot and stuff is, like, my, one of my strengths and stuff. And it just needs to, like, happen for me in a game, really. Um, so I'm just waiting for that. And hopefully once one comes, then a few more come as well. It will. Yeah, it's like it's all open after. Do it again. Do it against Plymouth. Uh, yeah. I'm Call a little like, cartwheel in front of them. That won't be bad to start. Oh, God. Uh, Right, another question. Um, (laughs) This is good from Dominic. Which Exeter player can kick the ball the hardest? (laughs) I'm pretty sure I heard Teddy Sheringham could absolutely pelt it. Really? Yeah, I think so. In the current squad, oh, jams. Yeah, I was going to say. I was going to say. Oh, yeah, I yeah. 100%. I don't know why I was even thinking about, about that, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Is he good with the ball at his feet? He's been at Chelsea, hasn't he? So he yeah, him. yeah, okay. Well, we've, <laughs> seen, we've seen him do a few... Voice turns. Yeah, Love it. That's not I for think, me. I think I've, I've seen a few... I think he got an assist for Nombe. I can't remember. Yeah. Or something Rose, yeah. And he's just volleyed one. Half like fully up the pitch, yeah. and he tries it in training quite a lot. This is from Richard Bayliss, who's a stalker. Uh, where do players live when they go on a short term loan? Do you rent somewhere? That's one of the weirdest questions. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bother with that one. Yeah, he rents somewhere, Richard. Chill out, mate. I would not. Nah, the thing is, right, I was. As soon as I came, I was trying to rent, but there's nowhere to rent where it was just like six months, you know? Right. But if I'd have come for like a full season, then I would have rented. But like, if you come in on loan, you get the offer of staying in a clubhouse and the club rent houses, and that's right. where the players are. So some of the players are in here um, and other, other houses, and obviously some, some others rent and buy. <laughs> yeah. Have you been in the Heritage Lounge? The what? I beg your pardon. The what? The Am Heritage to... Lounge. The Heritage Lounge. Am I supposed to know what that is? <laughs> it's just, it's just all... a little posh conference room at the ground at the at the stadium where sort of corporate members eat and drink that's, before the game. It's that's what I've got my I've got my eye on that lounge. Don't worry. David I've been, in, the, I've been in a few. I might. I don't know if I've been in it and I haven't known the name of it, but maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> here's a good one. We spoke to Jaden Stockley, who's with Eddie Howe at Bournemouth. And um, is ja- is Eddie Howe as scary a manager as Jaden Stockley made him out to be? Yeah. Is he? He's scary. Wow. Is he? Yeah. He looks like a cheeky chappy. Nah. He's scary. <laughs> I love I that. When you're speaking to him, like, I don't know whether the first team players feel like this but 
as a youngster when you're speaking to him it's like speaking to like yeah I don't know you can't you can't get your words out properly and stuff you it's just like a you know because he's so important and stuff it's like yeah Jesus Christ I don't know what I'm trying to say here and yeah it's just yeah. like it feels so weird but obviously because he's had such an effect on the club and stuff that's I think I was always going to feel like that and yeah, it just feels like you're talking to someone like really important when you are speaking to him. Yeah. yeah, has he ever given a few bollockings on the training ground? Have you ever thought, oh god, I'm glad I'm not on the receiving end of this? Yeah, no, I've been on the receiving end of a few as well. Have <laughs> you? Yeah. See, I'd crumble under a bollocking. Yeah, if you just wanna, you just wanna go back, go back home or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, even when he te- even when he texts you and stuff, you're just looking at like. Have I spelt like it's a spelled three, word? Have I spelt like a three-letter <laughs> word right and stuff like that? You're looking for punctuation and stuff like yeah. that. It's weird. A lot of players say that about managers, don't they? Though they're like that headmaster effect. It's very scary, like getting pulled into his office. You think you've always yeah, been it's, wrong. It's like the head teacher at school. Yeah, that's what it's. Yeah. Like. Gary's got Gary's got a little bit of that. Yeah, he does, yeah. Yeah, yeah Gary's got a bit of that. I'm scared of him, and I don't even, even know him that well. I feel like he'd yeah. shout at me just for nothing. Nah, it's, it's the accent as well. I'm scared. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Honestly, I've been really looking forward to this. Yeah, this has been this has been one of the top ones. It's been brilliant. Yeah, Thanks, great. Guys, no problem. No problem. And um, just a brilliantly skillful young man, aren't you, John? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you really are, and it's a, like I yeah. said, it's joy to watch you. Cause you came on the pitch. I went, "Hey, start the golden child starting." I was telling everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, and the uh, and the cartwheels coming as well. It'll be it'll be coming in no time. Yeah. Hopefully, the cartwheel starting. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Brilliant. Thank you, mate, and uh, have a good rest of the season. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. See you later. Bye. Bye.